Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in to Ask Floss, the place where you can ask me anything and I'll do my best to answer your questions and your dilemmas. Right, let's get into it. Hi there, do you find yourself self-conscious over your body hair sometimes? Do you ever shave your bikini line? Asking as a teenager who's never shaved anything before, but even though I don't want to, I do think about it sometimes. Good thing I don't own a shaver. So yeah, I, um, I have like a different relationship with my body hair every month. Um, sometimes I shave my legs. Um, sometimes I mm, I don't really shave my pussy. And I don't really shave my bikini line either. I think it's quite hot, to be honest. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't just do what I want to do, to be honest. I feel like I've got this really gorgeous relationship with my body hair. I love leg hair. Sometimes I like them looking like boys' legs. Um, I think that looks really sexy with a pair of Doc Martens. Um, sometimes I like feeling quite masculine with my body hair. My armpit hair, I've not shaved it for years and years and years and years and years and years. Um, yeah, I think, but it's, it's, it's so okay if you want to shave your bikini line. It's so okay if you want to shave your legs. Um, but one of the guests on my podcast, Deborah Francis White, she recommended that you kind of take it like a break from shaving to see if it's something that you really want to do. Um, and you haven't shaved at all. So if you want to give like the bikini line a little shave, go for it. But also kind of sounds that you do have a healthy relationship with your body. So don't feel any way that you need to change that. Okay. On to the next question. If you have trouble initiating stuff, what are some ways around that? (sighs) Knowing that the person can always say no. No one is obligated to have sex with you. No one is obligated to kiss you. And if you learn to accept that everyone can say no, you know, as long as there's not an abuse of power dynamic. So like if you're someone's boss or someone's a minor or something horrible like that, like the person can always say no and you are allowed to ask people, can I kiss you? That's why I always say, I always say, can I kiss you? If it's a first kiss, can I kiss you? Um, And that allows the person to feel comfortable, to be able to say no, to reject you. You say you struggle with initiating things. I don't know if this is in a relationship or initiating things in sex or initiating things in dating, um, but just know the person can always say no. Okay, next question. Answer the Floss's five questions yourself. What's one thing that sets your soul on fire? Coffee, music, dancing. It's not one thing, is it? What's one thing? Okay, I need to give one thing. Women. If you could wear one outfit for the rest of your life, a look that would define you forever, what would it be? It would be, okay, I'd have my fire faucet hair curled, brushed out, gorgeous, bouncy, flowing. Um, I would have a Vivian Westwood little shoulder powered suit situation with a matching waistcoat. And it would be a gorgeous pink tartan with with matching flares. 
in the same fabric, but I'd pair it with a Gucci pearl belt. And then I would have these gorgeous platform loafers with like the Gucci horse bit on the front covered in pearls. And underneath the sleeves of the Vivian Westwood jacket would be this like gorgeous lace ruffle in the same, like a contrasting pink actually to the one in the blazer. And then I'd have a, I'm just kind of making this up on the spot. I don't know if it'd be the look that would define me forever, but it's definitely a fucking look. And then I'd have like the Vivian Westwood pearl necklace. Um, and then have something else gorgeous on the chest as well. Um, and then I could take the blazer off to show my arm tattoos because there would be the coordinating waistcoat underneath. Um, that would be amazing. That would be a gorgeous little outfit. Now I want to buy it and wear it and draw it. <laughs> okay, what's something, something that people frequently misunderstand or get wrong about you? Oh my God, so many things. My age makes people undermine me and my credibility a lot. So when I when I meet people, they're either looking for reasons to understand me and understand my mind in a way that makes me kind of feel like an alien so that's really odd for me people kind of because of my age people just think that I like people think that I have like I don't know people just don't believe that I create the work that I do and that can be quite frustrating because of my age but I'm now learning to view it as like a kind of a superpower that people think that I'm so great I couldn't have possibly have created the work that I do instead of taking it as an insult also because I'm like blonde and small and feminine it's quite shocking to people when like they find out what I do a lot of people don't believe I'm an author or if I say I'm an author they think that I just I'm, I'm not credible or whatever there's just there's a lot but that people just don't understand about me because of my age because I'm 23 years old and I sometimes speak like an 80 year old grandma that's lived 100 lives but um in the beauty of being misunderstood it means that you find I genuinely gravitate to other people who are also treated in the same way and that's really beautiful when I find other old souls like that okay next question I'm still a work in progress when it comes to trusting people and letting people in and being vulnerable and being soft and allow myself to be soft with other people because Floss is a soft person in the best, most gorgeous, delicious way. I'm a big lover. I love to, I love to love people. I love to be romantic. I'm a very romantic person, but it takes a while for me to be that person. And I like finding people in spaces where I can be that person because access to the soft floss is a big privilege. Um, so I'm still a work in progress when it comes to letting people win like that. There are still people in my life who absolutely deserve to have soft floss, but I still have my walls up with them. Okay, next question. When was the last time you majorly cringed at yourself, m immediately making a playlist for a girl um, that I dated, like after one date of seeing her? <laughs> That's probably the last time I cringed at myself. And then I convinced myself that it was completely romantic and wonderful and I sent it to her. Okay, on to the next question. Hi, I don't have a question per se, but more needing advice, if that's okay. After experiencing sexual assault and student accommodation in my first year of uni, I'm finding it really difficult to get back into dating and sex. It's been a year now and I just can't seem to get over this roadblock and it's getting frustrating because I'm 20 and should be living my best life and not scared of intimacy because of someone taking advantage of me. Do you have any tips of taking back control and getting myself back into the dating world and also minimising fear of losing control and being taken advantage of again, which is taking over my life? Thank you so much for creating this. It seems truly incredible and I can't wait to listen. Thank you so much for sending in this question. Um, I totally relate to this. I'm 23 and there was a time where I didn't want to have sex with anyone because it, the prospect of it, like the idea of it just seemed absolutely frightening. Letting someone in again, that's okay. 
Like that's okay. You've said here, I feel like I should be living my best life. That's external pressure. That's probably your friends who are very comfortable with their pussy and with their bodies and they're, they're having this time and you, and you see yourself and you contrast that to them. Everyone blossoms and blooms and feels comfortable with their bodies at different times. You've had something really, really, really deeply traumatic happen to you. Your body is likely holding on to that trauma and that pain. And don't, I really do not want you to feel like you need to be doing something for the sake of doing something because you need like a hot girl summer because you're 20, right? This is deeply traumatic. People go to therapy for this kind of stuff. I went to therapy immediately for this thing. Not immediately. Took me, it took me a long time to get in there, but I went to therapy for this reason because of sexual trauma and it's something that needs to be worked through and I don't think that you should pressure yourself into getting back back out there again and having sex with other people I always just recommend masturbation as like the gateway back into that world even just flirting with other people um finding a safe sexual partner those things can take time and you don't need to have one night stands to be an empowered woman that's just not how it works. And I really want to relieve you of that pressure to say that you don't need to be fucking everyone to feel like an empowered woman. That is just one way that some people feel very empowered in a world that wants to slut shame women. Some people just love to fuck loads of people and that's fucking amazing for them. But you don't have to be that person if you're not ready. Okay, on to the next question. Hey, I really love your book and your podcast. I wanted to ask you advice on how to find your style when it comes to art and illustrations. Sometimes I feel like I'm just copying someone else, but I know it all comes from my lack of confidence. Do you know any tricks or exercises to help you with this? Thank you for inspiring me every day by being your amazing self. Love you, Camilla. Love you too, Camilla. Um, thank you so much for the lovely words. Yeah, when I was in um, art school, you absolutely imitate the people that you... Um, that you are obsessed with. I used to love an illustrator called Julie Verhoeven and I used to do these very like abstract drawings with paintings and sketches and my early stuff looked a lot like her. And then I I have this complete infatuation with gap teeth and like Georgia May Jagger and her mouth. And I just think it's, it's the most gorgeous mouth I've ever seen in my life. I don't even have a gap tooth, but I'm obsessed with it. There's something about it that's just, it's, I'm so drawn to it and I love it. And um, I started to draw my illustrations with gap teeth. Then I started to infuse my 70s, I love the 70s music. So I started looking at 70s, music posters and then develop my own font um drawing from lots and lots and lots of different pools of inspiration is and multiple sources is how you don't become a fucking replica of someone else that's how you develop your own style i suggest getting a sketchbook with drawing from different illustrators whether it's me or someone else or going on pinterest and pulling pull from things that don't even have anything to do with illustration like i did on music and i looked at their album covers all that kind of stuff it's really exciting to build your own unique style and you absolutely can fucking do it and you can find your niche. Believe that you can and believe that there is a space for you in the art world. Okay, on to the next question. What should I say if he wants to stop after he's had an orgasm, but I don't want to stop yet because I haven't? Tell him. That's my answer. Tell him. Tell him that you'd like to orgasm. And then if he still doesn't want to, then you can finish yourself off. But if this is like a recurring thing that this guy, if it's not just like a a one-time thing and the guy, like, I think he should probably be making you come before he comes if he knows that he's going to be done and knackered afterwards. And that, that should be the situation. Okay, on to the next question. 
How do I, a cisgender bi woman, spice up my sex life with my long-term partner? We've fallen into routine and while I can't complain, I come every time. I love him and want to be with him forever, but don't want this to be the sex we have forever. It's almost like we know each other too well and psych ourselves out of doing anything radically different. Have you ever been around an old and new group of friends at the same time and got self-conscious being your new self in front of the old group? That's how it can feel sometimes when we try to do something new or exciting. Wow, yes, that's so fucking true. Yeah, it's like when someone knows you in a way sexually, it almost feels embarrassing to be like, oh, do you mind if we try, can I peg you? <laughs> can I, tr- can we try some leather? Can we try restraint? It almost feels, yeah, that's, that's, wow, that's such a good analogy, describing the old friendship and the new friendship group and being your new self in front of them. I think it's a really good way of explaining it. And I love that. I'm going to reference this in conversations in the future because that's incredible. Um, yeah, it definitely... I, my advice would be, um, as always, just communicate and tell your partner, um, and tell them how you're feeling, um, and ask them if they'd be open to exploring this with you, and also just, like, allowing each other to grow into the new versions of yourself, and sometimes you do grow into a new version of yourself that doesn't work well with the person that you've been with for a few years. You say you come every time, you love him, and you and you want to be with him forever, though. So um, I think you both need to allow each other for the evolution. And who knows what they'll say? Um, uh, sorry, what he'll say. You don't. He, he he might really like it, and he might like the new side of you. And he might grow to learn to love it, just like he loves who you are right now. So definitely tell him how you feel. And I'm so excited for you. Okay, on to the next question. Some good comebacks to sexist jokes. No comeback. Just say did you mean to say that? Just ask them, did you mean to say that? Why is that funny? You just almost want to be deadpan. You just don't want to laugh at it at all. You just don't want to enable it. Why is that funny? And just say it with a straight face. Why is that funny? That's it. Okay, on to the next question. Hey Floss, I have a final question for the episode on body image. I've noticed it's become a physical habit that whenever I look in the mirror, I instantly stuck in my stomach. What steps do I need to take to reframe my mindset on what's on what makes my stomach look better. Thank you. So first of all, it's very normal for women to have the pouch at the bottom of their stomach. I follow this Instagram account where this woman just posts images of her stomach, um, where like her body is, her stomach is bigger than her bum and her belly comes out and it protrudes outwards. And getting used to seeing bodies like that has just made me feel so fucking relieved because I've never seen bodies like that, where the proportions are different and all that kind of stuff. I think also learning how to breathe slowly, that really helped me. Um, I still have body image issues and I'm not completely all there. I don't think I ever fucking will be as long as we live in in this world where everything kind of relies on image and how women look. Um, changes are being made but that doesn't change also how we feel about ourselves because we also know the reality that you'll always be treated better the more you match a certain type of standard so I would definitely work on slow breathing exercises those really helped me and looking at bodies where women are just existing flabbing about and just being gorgeous in that way Okay, next question. Hey Floss, I need advice. My friends are changing her my friends changing her style, her taste, basically her whole personality for a boy. Do I raise it or is it not my place? Try and remind her of the things that she loves and ask her why she's not doing them. Be like, I haven't seen you do this in a while. Um, but I think if you point it out to her, she might hate you and just go further into what she's doing for this boy. Um and just try to point out that she's maybe not done some of the things that she loves for a very long time. 
Okay, next question. What's your favorite takeaway? Chinese, um, I love very basic Chinese. I like Singapore chow mein. I love sweet and sour chicken. I love Hong Kong chicken. I love um, crispy shredded beef. I love pad thai. That's why I like Thai food. Um, I love banh mi. I love, I also love a fucking Sunday roast. And I love cauliflower cheese on my Sunday roast absolutely gorgeous. Hi Floss, sexuality question here. As a cisgendered female, my whole life I've identified as straight. However, within the past couple years, I've been more aware of how sexually attracted I am to women. Most of my sex dreams are with women and I exclusively watch girl and girl porn. I've never had sex with a woman, but I definitely open to it. The situation just hasn't risen. In reality, outside of dreams and masturbation, I feel more physically attracted to men and I don't envision myself being in a relationship with a woman. I don't want to take up space in the bisexual community if it's purely a fantasy attraction. Does my strong sexual attraction to women mean I'm more, most likely bisexual or is it possible that it's purely fantasy? Thank you so much in advance. I don't think there's such a thing as like taking up space in the bisexual community if you are bisexual and you're having feelings about women. There are so many different... Um, but also I understand what you're saying because I did feel the exact same way when I wasn't sure of my attraction to women. Also, a lot of people told me it was a fantasy and that just really pissed me off. So I'm not going to tell you it's a fantasy. I'm going to say that the only way you can know if it's something you'd actually like to do is if you try it or if you can actually imagine yourself having sex with, with a woman or being intimate with a woman. You need to think about whether you can, if you felt attraction to real life women or if it's just women in the media. Like, is there a girl you have a crush on? Have you felt those physically like overwhelming feelings in your body when you're with a woman in public? Like, have you felt that way towards any of your friends, anyone you've met at a party before? The body doesn't lie. Like, if you want to kiss girls um, and it it feels like something you want to do and you want to be intimate with women, then maybe you're sexually attracted to women, but maybe not romantically attracted to them. I would definitely suggest exploring it or talking to a friend who maybe feels the same way. Just kind of drop it in. Uh, conversation that you've been feeling this way even talking about like porn choices almost all of my friends watch girl and girl porn whether they whether they identify as queer or not my straight friends watch girl and girl porn it's very common I think it's the most common most watched porn category so I would maybe talk to some friends about it and if you're feeling the feelings then feelings are real and just I guess wonder if you want to endorse them or whether it is something that you like to just fantasize about but I guess the difference is you feel it in your body and do you feel that way around other women I guess that would be the best indicator to know if it's just something that you like to fantasize about or something you'd actually like to do okay on to the next question how to find a new style I feel stuck in my pre-covid fashion and want to emerge from the pandemic like the butterfly I am instead of crawling like a caterpillar okay so you want to find a new style Pinterest, Instagram, chuck a load of things together. My vibe at the moment is like sexy femme cowboy. That's my thing. And then I like to find one piece and then build off that. So I've got a pair of black cowboy boots that I wear almost every day now. And now I like uh, to wear cowboy hats. I wear fringe jackets and then I style it with like lace. Um, Sometimes I like to do like a witchy Stevie Nicks vibes and wear a lot of black. Um, I like a lot of Mongolian fur. If I buy it, I've bought this one gorgeous um, pink lace like negligee and now I've bought a pink bag to go with it. And I'm starting to wear a bit more colour now that it's summer. I'm starting to feel more confident in um, 
going out on the street and stuff and not feeling as anxious about being seen in public, all that kind of stuff. So for me, it's been just like buying one gorgeous piece and then building off of that one piece. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, nothing. No tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. How do you deal with boys when you have a suspicion they're only talking to you because they might get laid and then treating you like shit after you make it clear you're not interested? Oh my God, please help. It's so annoying and I hate the whole I hate the whole friend zone thing because it's like, it implies that like men are just friends with you to get laid and it implies that men are just friends with you and then once you turn them down, you're the bad person. But it's like, no one talks about how what it's like to be on the other side of that as the woman who thought she was in a safe, loving, trusting friendship with a man who actually just wanted to fuck her. Like, that's so shit. Um, and I just completely empathise with you on that. Um, how do you deal with those boys? I think you just put them in the fucking place and you tell them, listen, I thought this was a friendship. Um, there was no contract signed where I said I had to have sex with you. Clearly, that's what he had in his mind, that he was going to... Uh, make you feel safe as a friend and all of this stuff. Of course, and um, relationships can come from friendship. I felt romantically interested in people who were initially friends. But then you just communicate that to them and accept that this person might not reciprocate those feelings and you'd be fucking mature about it. So uh, you decide if you want to keep these people in your life. But I would just definitely tell them how it's made you feel. If you feel like the friendship is worth saving, then tell these men how you feel. Otherwise, if they're sexist, jealous boys calling you a slut absolutely not these people just don't deserve to be in your life and you don't have to deal with that okay on to the next question hey Florence my name is Lily and I'm 20 I'm a huge fucking fan of yours and I just saw your story and super excited for this podcast thank you my question is do you have any advice on fear of intimacy and sex I think I'm anxious about letting someone into my space and worried that they might hurt me or judge me in fact I'm terrified so much that I get embarrassed about talking about it to others I hope this isn't a silly question love and best wishes to you this is not a silly question I too have been very afraid of intimacy with people for a very long time um, not to the point where I completely rejected it but I think if I look at the pattern of like and I zoom out over the years there's definitely been um a big wall up for me when it comes to intimacy and let, letting people in um emotionally physically all of that kind of stuff and usually there is a big reason behind it maybe you went through something uh, recently maybe you went through something in the past uh, perhaps a bad experience has cast a shadow on all future dating prospects for you and you stop treating people as individuals and treating people as the last person who hurt you there's a quote that's like if you don't heal what hurt you you'll bleed on people who didn't cut you and um 
I think that's what can happen when we don't heal um, from the stuff that happens to us. And it's really shit because you didn't deserve what happened to you, but it is your responsibility to heal. And that in itself is quite an uncomfortable truth to learn. So this is absolutely not a silly question. Intimacy is frightening because you'll put yourself in a position to be extremely loved. And with that, the risk gets higher of also being extremely hurt because the more you like someone, um, the stakes get higher, right? So I feel like there could be something in that. There could be something in your fear of being hurt. Um, I would also try to read up about attachment styles in the book called Attached. It's incredible. And it taught me a lot about myself and how I love and how I relate to friendships and romantic relationships. And it can really help with intimacy. I would say take baby steps. Perhaps if you haven't masturbated for a while, try masturbating, getting used to being, having something inside you if penetration is what you like. Um, that helped me for a while learning how to touch myself and then teaching other people becomes easier because you know what you like. I'd say that's a really good tip for this question. Okay, on to the next question. Super basic, but how do you put a condom on someone? School never taught us. I haven't put a condom on someone for years, but all I'd remember is just pinching the top uh, and then rolling it on with your other hand and on top of the penis and putting it on that way. That is all I remember, and I definitely learned it in school. We did it on these like fake dildos. You just pinch the little bubble at the top and then roll it on. Um, that's literally all I remember. Definitely just Google a YouTube tutorial on that because that's probably the worst explanation you've ever heard. Okay, next question. Best bit of advice anyone's ever given you? Probably something my dad has said. He's kind of presented things to me in like a lot of ways where I'm going through things and he just makes me see that there is the choice to think differently. So my dad has empowered me with the with the the trait of resilience and that I can control things about my life. So when I want to blame something he reminds me that of personal responsibility and that I have choices and that I have options in this completely hum annoyingly grounding way that makes me feel silly and I'm like fuck you're right I can do something about this so probably the uh the best advice is that there are situations where you feel powerless or you'll point to something to blame but there sometimes you are getting in your own way and that you do have a choice and that you have options and my dad always dares me to think bigger in every single fucking way okay next question hi Flo I just wanted to ask about masturbation and I'm kind of scared about doing it and I'm not sure how to start or what to do I do something I feel like it could be better and I don't know how I feel kind of awkward going down there and I know I shouldn't but I'm not sure how to get over the fear I guess thank you most people with pussies have never seen like their own pussy they just refuse to look at it and I found this out through my Instagram uh, so many women hadn't seen their own assholes. So many women hadn't seen their own pussy. So many women hadn't seen their own labia, the clitoris, like they didn't even know it. So my advice to you is to get a hand mirror and inspect her. Inspect your pussy. Look at your pussy uh, in the mirror. Get used to seeing it. Have a look at your asshole. Just get really acquainted with all of your gorgeous, delicious areas down there. That would be my first thing. And just really look at it and try and touch yourself that way as well. I think that the, one of the biggest fears of intimacy with sex is almost like if you've never seen your pussy, then you're kind of, it's like the dark side of the moon. <laughs> and when you go into having sex with someone, you almost don't want them to go down there. Or you literally will have sex in the dark because you don't like how your pussy looks because you've never seen it. So I think probably get, just get really, really, really acquainted with your pussy. And that would be my absolute top fucking tip. And to get back into your body and try not to like watch it from a surveillance point of view above yourself, if that's something that you find yourself doing. 
Okay, next question. Hi, Jenny here. I don't think I've ever truly reached orgasm. I'm 28, I've been having sex for 10 years and during sex, regardless of what my partner does, I'm unable to orgasm. I've only ever slept with men and some were objectively good in bed and I think with another woman, they would have been able to bring them to orgasm, but it's never happened for me. This includes both oral, foreplay and penetrative sex. Nothing works. I can bring myself to a mild orgasm when I'm on my own, but I've never managed to achieve anything mind-blowing. Makes me start to wonder if the idea of a mind-blowing or intense orgasm is actually a myth. Any advice would be much appreciated. No, th- no, it's not a myth. And I need you to need you to know that it's absolutely not a myth. It works differently for everyone. Depends on how long you've been doing it, how well you know your body, um, how well you can calm yourself down enough to be in your body enough to enjoy a really intense orgasm. Um, I don't know if you've ever used a clit sucker, but I highly recommend one. Completely changed my life. Also, a rampant rabbit because you can get penetration and clit stimulation all in one, and it's fucking gorge. So definitely would try sex toys if you've never used sex toys. An intense, mind-blowing orgasm is not a myth and please don't let anyone ever make you feel that way ever again. Again, with a lot of these questions, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but it is a communication issue. So you're saying, you know, the oral sex and stuff. Sometimes if they're not doing it right, it can feel like a fucking slow cycle washing machine. You need to tell them how to do it and what you like. And explore different things. Like with the clip, there's there's tapping, there's circles, there's side to side, there's rubbing it while you have a finger inside you, there's rubbing it while you have a finger up your ass. You need to find out what you like. And maybe you need to do that on your own in the comfort of your own bedroom um, before you can take it to other people. So try bringing yourself to orgasm first. I know you said you've had mild ones, but trust me, there are like so many layers and levels to orgasms um sometimes they're like really slow and long uh when you do like slow breathing into it and stuff sometimes it's really quick and you can use a clit sucker and be done in two minutes um sometimes it will take ages because you're stressed there's loads of different ways to make yourself calm and I feel like you should probably explore that with yourself first before doing it with other people Okay, on to the next question. Hey Floss, how do I stop feeling like my queer love is political? Me and my girlfriend always hold hands and kiss in public, but I can't stop feeling like I'm pushing a political message on kids that walk past us. I try to do the same things with her as I would do with a hypothetical boyfriend, but I'm always hesitant about kissing her in public just in case I'm forcing my beliefs on kids that may have been told it's wrong to be queer. Love your podcast and book. They've helped me so much on my queer journey. Thank you so much. That's wonderful to hear and I'm so glad that my book has helped you um, and the podcast has helped you as well you are not pushing a political um, belief being queer is political but only because it has been politicised like girls loving girls girls being intimate with girls is only political because straight people made it wrong Christianity made it sinful and you are just living your life. Now, there is a safety element, of course. Like, I'm, I'm less concerned about the kids. I'm more worried about, like, whether you feel safe um, in those kind of environments. If, if, like, people are going to shame you or whatever... I'm a big fan of PDA, especially when it's queer PDA, when I feel comfortable with it, because it feels like I'm doing something that I wouldn't, would have felt shamed of. Also, I feel like I like kids to see girls holding hands. I feel like I love that and I feel like it needs to be normalised. If you feel comfortable doing it, you don't need to do anything you don't want to do. If you've, I would, again, I would just talk to your girlfriend and tell her how you feel about it. But like being queer is not... It's not, it's not political, it's been politicised. There's such a difference there because you kissing your girlfriend and, you know, keeping to the same levels of PDA that, like, are respectable and you're not, like, you know, 
going overdrive whatever there's there's levels to it and stuff but like holding hands kissing goodbye all that kind of gorgeous stuff like I love it and when I see gay people kissing in public I I just like jump for joy and it makes me so happy and it feels like a real celebration um I quite like that sometimes it does feel like a political defiance because it feels like you're just saying fuck you to everything um by being expressed like by by expressing love and affection in public um but you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. But I would highly, strongly recommend that it's not, that you don't not kiss your girlfriend um, because you don't want to push a political agenda. That is not, that is not what it is. It is not a political agenda. It's something that queer people are constantly accused of and you do not need to internalise that message. You are just showing affection for someone you love and that is very normal. Straight people do it all the fucking time. Okay, Next question. What was the last thing that made you laugh so much it hurt? You cried, nearly peed yourself. So I just got back from a weekend in Margate with my friends and my friend Rachel found this gorgeous, she's a plus size girl. So we went to a charity shop and they had plus size clothing in there, which is really rare for her to find. And she found the most incredible corset dress and we took it home back to the Airbnb and she tried it on. And the boning of the corset, it fit her, but when she sits down, it popped up like a boner, like in front of her lap um every time that she like breathed out so that was really funny and I was like smacking the floor smacking my head against the um sofa just smacking everything because I was silently wheezing that was probably the last time I cried laughing with the corset boner next question what's your favorite thing about living in London the people my friends London in the sunshine is just gorgeous I love the parks um I love independent cafes I love markets I love outdoor markets um I love flower markets I love Sundays don't even talk to me about Sundays in London a sunny morning on a Sunday in London is like the most euphoric feeling on earth I just love going for long walks and I love Sundays that's the best thing about living in London Sundays Okay, next question. Hey Floss, I love your podcast. I wondered if any other bisexuals have this feeling that I do. I've dated both men and women, but I feel when I date men, I feel like I also want to be with a woman too. I don't get that feeling when I'm with a woman though. I don't have an urge to be with a man. I would class myself as polyamorous. I've had open relationships before, but currently in a monogamous relationship with a man who I love, but I still get these feelings that I'm longing for a female connection too. Every single one of my friends who is bisexual says the exact same thing. Um, and it's really interesting, isn't it? Because it's almost like when you're with the woman, it's like you don't long for the connection of a man. I think it's the emotional side. It's the way that most men will never understand fully what it's like. They can love you. They can be the healthiest partner, but they won't know that emotional depth of being a woman. Like we we are so connected in all kinds of different ways, women, whether, whether it's through... Um, pain whether it's through love whether it's through the way we feel the world whether it's through the fact that we have the same genitals most of us so there's lots of different ways that we can feel connected to women which perhaps you feel like you lack with your boyfriend but yeah I just want to let you know it's so fucking normal and almost all of my bisexual friends who are in relationships with men or have had relationships with men say that it's not enough and that they would like the emotional connection too and I also understand that there's a lot of feelings of guilt around that if you love your boyfriend and uh, you don't you 
you won't want to say to him that you want something else but I do feel like you need to be open and honest about that my friends who have done that have found great situations where they can be in open relationships they can be polyamorous and they've worked out something where they can explore with other girls and it works for some people and it doesn't work for others but if this is something that you feel you're longing for I feel like you should definitely communicate it to your boyfriend who it sounds like is a great person and you're very in love with That's all we've got time for this week, but I will be back with another batch of Ask Floss next week. And I can't fucking wait. Love you, bye!